Cardinals, Seahawks. Still don't know what time the game's going to start. They'll get around to uh, coming up with a start time, depending on what happens in the uh, ALDS between the Mariners and the Astros. But here to give us a closer look at the opposition, the Seahawks from our sister station, Seattle Sports. Stacy Joe Ross joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Stacy, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? Hello, doing, hello. doing well. Uh, we were having the discussion earlier today, Stacy, about uh, two and three, what it means to these two franchises. And, and correct me if I'm speaking out of school here, but two and three in Arizona sucks right now. I'm guessing two yeah. and three in Seattle is probably pretty celebrated. Am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it, right? Because I was like, well, I don't know. Two and three is cool for me. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, right. but I thought that this uh, I thought this club would be looking at, like, number two overall. Here I am trying to do the math in my head of, like, okay, you got two first-round picks. What's enough to trade up to number one? And uh, little did we expect Geno Smith and the offense to come out looking like one of the better units in the league. Like, I do think that over time he's going to run into some obstacles and that's not going to even out per se i think they've genuinely got some nice weapons on that side of the ball including probably one of the better offensive lines they've had in a while no offense russell wilson bad timing on that one but (laughs) uh but but two and three considering how awful the defense has been and the expectations for this year not a bad place for seattle how is geno smith actually doing this and how is this being received especially the way russell wilson is struggling in denver I have no idea. I can only think it's like this weird cosmic, uh, like just the the NFL gods playing jokes on us. Like, wouldn't it be funny if Russell Wilson left and then we gave Seattle the best offensive line and an offense that was like throwing downfield all the time? Like, that would just be so funny, right? Right. And that's exactly what's what's happening. happening. Russell Wilson has four touchdowns and Geno Smith is the most efficient quarterback in all football, which, I mean, I can can only assume that so many of us called heading into this one. No, I think, um, you know, I think Geno Smith, uh, does fit you think about quarterbacks you compare Geno Smith to right you think maybe like a Jared Goff Eli Manning well that's kind of the background of offensive coordinator Shane Waldron who comes from Sean McVay's system he's a former tight ends coach but he's the one that was responsible for coordinating so much of that pass game with Jared Goff he's got now a quarterback that can do check downs frankly can see the middle of the field can take advantage of tight ends Russell Wilson was looking for the home run ball and it looked special on tape and it was amazing and it got him success through 10 years but but that's not quite Shane Waldron's game so I actually think this is Shane Waldron's chance to be at his best as offensive coordinator and what you've seen on the field is a reflection of Gino genuinely developing as a quarterback over eight years as a backup and uh and also Shane Waldron getting a chance to take advantage of all of the weapons they have not just DK and Tyler Wow. Yep, Stacy Joe Rost, our guest from uh, Seattle Sports here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, I've, you're not the first person I've heard suggest say that, hey, with, with Russell Wilson being gone, uh, it maybe unlocks Shane Waldron to actually run the offense they wanted to run instead of running uh, the, the Russell Wilson offense. But yeah. And a lot of the uh, attention, as you well know, has been placed on Seattle's passing game with Geno and those receivers. The running game's been really productive, too. When you have three running backs at this point of the season averaging six yards a carry, that's pretty good. And you mentioned the offensive line. Rashad Penny's out uh, for, the, for the rest mm-hmm. of the year. How much uh, d- does that run game suffer without him, and, and how much can we expect from, from Kenneth Walker? this weekend oh it's 
It's huge. I mean, Rashad Penny, for all of his injuries, for all the time missed, was really your only sure thing in that running back room. Uh, you're going to see DJ Dallas's name on the depth chart, and he is kind of like, um, I'm sure you guys have the equivalent of, of him out in Arizona, where it's like a preseason star that ends up not being utilized as much, and then all your fans text in and listen, and they say, why not, you know, fill in the blank, this running back? And it turns out that it's just genuinely because there are other guys that are, are a little bit better. So DJ Dallas can be great. He can be explosive, but he is not their starter, was not their starter. That was Rashad Penny. Losing him is a huge hit. Rashad Penny, also your biggest running back. You wouldn't realize it, but, I mean, he's been the biggest running back in that room for a while. He's no Derrick Henry, but he can be a bulldozer if you need him to. And so it's really heartbreaking. Ken Walker, uh, quite quite a bit smaller. He's He looks smaller in person than he does on the field. Uh, so it's surprising that they're using him as kind of an every down back, and I would expect them to uh, moving forward. I think you're going to see Ken Walker jump right into more of a starting role unless he starts making mistakes. I think that the role is now his with DJ Dallas kind of offering kind of a support role as opposed to DJ Dallas slipping into the starter role, but obviously we'll see what it looks like on Sunday. We were uh, speaking with Mike Sando recently. I'm, I'm sure you're very well familiar with Mike. Obviously spent a, a career up in, in the Pacific mm-hmm. North, Northwest. He said in all his time covering the Seahawks, he's not sure he's seen a worse Pete Carroll-led defense in all his time are they underachieving or do they just not have talent how how vulnerable is that defense going to be this sunday incredibly vulnerable i was talking with uh josh weinfest who was like yeah arizona's down to the last running back and i was like congrats on getting 100 rushing yards (laughs) (laughs) what a game for you guys this is going to be amazing uh it's a little bit of both so if you um, look at the rushing stats, that one kind of jumps out. Like if you weren't a Seattle fan at all and you were like, let me understand this defense a little bit, you would look at um, the rushing yards surrendered this year and you would say, wow, that's really different from years past. If you take a step back and you look at overall yards surrendered or the lack of takeaways or the lack of sacks, you would say, oh, I'm seeing now a pattern over several years in a row where this team, uh, which used to be a bend but don't break defense, is very much bending and then breaking. So they've usually found some way, whether it's you know leading the leagues in sack after sacks after week eight or getting some takeaways to turn things around about midway through the season to to kind of pad those stats and, and make the season look a bit better. But this defense as a whole has just been going on a downhill spiral for a couple years in a row. And this year, Mike Sando's right; it is the worst version of the defense I've seen. So part of it is. Uh, just attrition of a defense that is getting worse and worse over time because they just don't have the superstars that they used to and haven't found a way to uh, replace that production. The other half of it is the switch to a 3-4 defense. Pete Carroll and new head coach, or excuse me, new uh, defensive coordinator Clint Hurt have assured reporters, no, 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 we switched to a 3-4, but that's not really a huge problem. We're just adjusting. We're fine. And while they say it's fine and it's totally okay, I do think it's a big adjustment for players. I mean, um, they had the person on paper to do it, it doesn't look like it in action. So I wouldn't be surprised to see one of two things happen. Number one, a little bit, not a flip back to a 4-3, but some adjustment to the scheme to try to make the most of guys that are good. Uh, And two is just a general tightening up, hopefully, of the run game over time because the big guys that they have up on the defensive line, Al Woods and Puna Ford, those guys are good. They didn't just suddenly become bad. So so they got to find a way to let those guys help the linebackers out. But uh, but right now, the run game is as bad as I've seen it in my entire time covering this team. 
Stacy Joe Ross from uh, Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Before we let you go, um, obviously the Seahawks, Seattle's a Seahawks town. It has been for a really long time. But I'm curious what the landscape is right now with Mariners fever. First time in 21 years the Mariners are in the playoffs and the crushing defeat in Game 1. Have the Seahawks taken a back seat uh, on the, the minds of the Seattle sports fan right now? Yes, it's so weird. It is. <laughs> it's wild, you guys. I gotta say, like, I mean, this team, this Mariners team, hasn't been in the playoffs since I was a child, uh, which is is very weird. Um, you know, seeing it now, but uh, normally you'd go to Mariners games. I'm not sure how it is with like D-backs games or whatever, but you'd go to Mariners games and there'd be people there starting Seahawks chants and 12 jerseys, which is, but side note, you didn't ask, but one of my biggest pet peeves, wear the jersey of the, the team that you're going to. Thank but, you. That yeah. aside, I know, thank you, right? God, it drives me crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, this team's excitement about the Mariners, I'm currently calling you guys from the surface lot outside of T-Mobile as they prepare for the ALDS uh, for Saturday's game and and um, it's it's just people are here early, getting ready for it. Employees, obviously, not fans. Right. And um, <laughs> there's just <laughs> we're all chipping in. Right. There's right. This general general excitement. It's it's I've never seen anything like it. So yeah, Seahawks. Thankfully, this defense shows a great year to to be putrid. Yeah. <laughs> well, enjoy that experience. Yeah. It's been a while Thank since you, we've Stacey had that Joe. baseball appreciate experience. Stacy, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it.